welcome to Haunts and Creeps. This is the podcast where we discuss anything haunted and creepy. Yes. I'm your host, Asia. And I'm Rhodes. And today we are discussing the Sloss Furnaces. Yes. And where are the Sloss Furnaces, Asia? Birmingham, Alabama. No. (laughs) (laughs) So that is where we are at today. Give you a little bit of a history so we can kind of stage it into what caused the hauntings and things people see and then kind of move into the more modern day so this is about hauntings at sloss furnaces yes cool but we're gonna be mildly historic and give you some information regarding (laughs) what the sloss furnaces were how they came to be and how they came to be so haunted dope i'm down for that need some background yeah there was a lot of information I tried to cover a decent amount of it. There's probably little bits here and there that I may have missed, but it also wasn't all-inclusive in one spot. Yeah, it sounded like it was kind of hard to look everything up. Yeah, it was. I started on their website. I watched a couple different haunting shows. I read into certain articles. What was... made you want to choose Sloss Furnaces? Well, I uh, googled most haunted places in <laughs> Alabama, and this was on their list. And I thought it was interesting. I was like, Furnaces? Why is it called Sloss? Like, that's yeah, interesting name. So it kind of just caught my eye. It and... sounds creepy as fuck. Yes. Sloss Furnaces. <laughs> and the more I got into it, the more I was just blown away. Like, fuck. Well, shit, let's get into it. All right. <laughs> so... We are going to start with how it came to be. Following the Civil War, some entrepreneurs and ex-war veterans, small group of people, had established the town of Birmingham. There's a bunch of other people. I didn't get all their names just because I didn't want to have to say them all. Yeah, screw that. Yeah, I'm lazy. (laughs) (laughs) So one of those founders was named Colonel James Withers Sloss. There it is. Sloss. He and a few others had found iron and coal but they use coal to make coke, which is part of the iron process. Coke. So, yes. Like Coca-Cola? Like cocaine? You, you wouldn't want to drink or inhale, snort, whatever. Whatever the type of coke this is? Yeah, okay. it's spelled like coke as, like you would say the drink, even though, yeah, it's spelled like Coca-Cola. But huh. it's just coke, and it's a byproduct of coal that they use to make iron. All also, right. um, limestone is an important part of making iron. They found all three of these ingredients, as you'd say, in a 30-mile radius Mm. of their town. Is that weird? Yes. Okay. The fact that they have, well, it's more of it's unique to certain areas. The fact they have all three things that they need to create iron, it's like perfect spot to start the iron industry. Like, why the fuck wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to convert our... uh, miles to kilometers and things like that but i never got around to it so i'm sorry international listeners you're gonna have to deal with uh... you're gonna have to deal with the american system <laughs> this is america <laughs> so i i apologize also but... we don't have international listeners yet <laughs> no not yet but hopefully eventually when someone decides to start listening they yeah get mad at us then yeah i didn't do kilometers leave me alone <laughs> Um, so they started to make pig iron. So the way you create iron is through a blast furnace. And the blast furnace is sort of like a double boiler, but fucking huge. Mm. So you've got this boiler, right? And you put the coal in, well, there's like a uh, upper, if you're thinking of a double boiler, you've got water in the bottom and then a strainer on top. No. Or a double boiler for real would have a second anyway you're getting all like coffee tech on me (laughs) i know i'm sorry i'm a very technical person so in that upper piece yeah you would put in the coal you would top it with limestone and iron ore okay and the blast engines they blow really hot air up through that like top tier bit sounds metal as fuck (laughs) it makes (laughs) whoa so that Really hot air in the process turns the coal into coke. Nice. So that's how that transfer happens. And then the coke releases gases, and that reacts with the iron and the limestone. And the limestone is important because it's kind of a cleaning agent that removes impurities during the process. Damn. So when it all melts down, it's 
clean iron. It's not something you have to like sift through or remelt down for the most part. It's hmm. relatively clean. Um, but all that will drip down and collect at the bottom of the furnace. And then boom, you've got pig iron ready to process into whatever the fuck you want. Are you make. saying pink or pig? Pig, like the animal. Why? I'll get into that. <laughs> Dope. So, <laughs> um, the construction of this whole facility began in 1881, and it mm. was led by a man named Harry Hargreaves. <laughs> Harry's important because he studied under an inventor that made the stoves to create iron. So he kind of nice. got them rolling on the setup of that. To give you a picture of kind of how big this factory was, it considered it consisted of two 60-foot-high and 18-foot-wide stoves from that guy, two blowing engines, and ten boilers that were 30 feet long and Fuck. 46 inches in diameter. Damn. Yeah. That is big. And this all functioned off of steam power. So it was all pipes and stuff that moved steamed to move everything. This was steam-powered beginning of the... Uh, industrial age yeah i was gonna say this sounds like industrial revolution it's exactly what it was exactly um so they they finished construction a year later and within two years over twenty four thousand tons of pig iron has been produced Hmm. they made a a lot lot. a lot of fucking (laughs) iron in two years now pig iron that you asked about Mm -hmm. it does not get its name from pigs oh (laughs) naturally (laughs) right so I don't really know why they've decided to coin the terms this way, but the best way for the creation of iron, molten iron, to get relocated was by moving um, all that fluid, I guess you could call it fluid, through large amounts of, large amounts of fluid. Here I am, my dyslexia, <laughs> flipping over my words. I said I'd do it. You sure um, did it. <laughs> I did. To move large amounts of the molten iron, it was through floor castings in a huge trench. Okay. Like, so, basically think this spout is coming off of it, and the hot iron is pouring down the spout into a giant fucking drop. Sounds dangerous. Sounds like a lot of death. Yes. Yes, okay. But that trough was called the sow. <laughs> oh. And off that big trough, there were much smaller, um, much smaller trenches. They were, like... More streamlined, so they mm. could go to specific areas. Those were called piglets. Oh my god. Wow. That's how you get the term pig iron. <laughs> I like it. I actually like that. Um, so two years after it was created, Sloss Furnaces were re- actually received an award for the best pig iron. Nice. Um, in 1886, so five years after the creation of the Sloss Furnaces, mm. Colonel Sloss actually sold the company off, and it was renamed the facility of Sloss-Sheffield Iron and Steel. It's kind of a misnomer because I never made steel. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Marketing geniuses, right? Maybe they just had some, like, projections for the future. Yeah, big future ideas. And then I'm assuming something happened bad. They just never got to the point of making steel. (laughs) Oh, okay. Never happened. So by the time this was rebought. Like, furnished, furnished <laughs> with over 15,000, no, 1,500 <laughs> beehive coke ovens. What the fuck is that? <laughs> it's part of the process of how to make coke. So they would, instead of doing it all in one pile, they would start making the coke, which would they would then transfer to be able to make their little triage mixture of limestone and coke and iron. Okay. Instead of having the coal in there with it, they had separate uh. stoves for just making it into coke. Hmm. Um, they had about 120,000 acres of land, and it contained the limestone, the iron, and the coal that they all needed hmm. to make all this shit. Nice. Um, yeah, so they owned a few coal mines, different kinds of iron mines, and a few quarries. Now, by World War One, Sloss became the biggest, one of the biggest iron industries in the whole world. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> but I haven't heard that name, so are they still around? I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, the town, um, it earned the name, the nickname, the Magic City, mm. because it went from a small little town to being the... No, one of the number one places to get iron for the Industrial Revolution. So Damn. it's skyrocketing. They're bumping. Yeah. Big boom town for sure. Nice. 
Um, in World War II, there was a high demand for iron production to supply the war efforts, and this created more jobs within the factory. So, now as Sloss, pro- Sloss factories progressed in growth, the staffing increased, and the crew was very segre- segregated. So. Segregated? Segregated, yes. <laughs> it's a new word, I swear. All right. <laughs> there was definitely the hierarchy you'd expect with the average rich white man being the top tier of the hierarchy right. and kind of controlling everything and they uh got the better pay they got the good titles that were worth having and everyone else was either hired because they were immigrants didn't have anywhere else to work mm. they were slaves at one point in time and didn't have anywhere to work um so definitely lots of blacks probably a lot of italians like at the time it was still developing wholly probably a lot of irish too like at the time an irish man was not considered a high tier white man yeah they were like treated pretty bad too they were cheaper than black slaves they were slaves wow yeah fun fact fun fact there was a lot of slavery of a lot of different people if you weren't european like from england you weren't really worth being considered a white person and i think skin was white the difference (laughs) between an irishman and a black man is that they don't irishmen don't have souls assuming they're all ginger (laughs) she's choking on her wine (laughs) thanks for that my throat burns now you're welcome (laughs) definitely wasn't expecting that that was fucking great so no one really wanted to work at the sloss furnaces it was considered a living hell and it was one of those it was like a last resort like no one will hire you anywhere else maybe you're an ex-con or something and literally could not get a job damn anywhere so the reason it was considered a living hell was the temperatures exceeded 130 to 200 degrees Fahrenheit. Fuck that! Sorry again for international listeners. I was going to do a Celsius conversion, nah, screw but it. I don't want to do the math. <laughs> Who does Celsius, anyways? <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, I do all the time at work. Actually. Say my my diving material. Everything. All the temperatures are measured in Celsius. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? 30 degrees Celsius is. <laughs> um. So. Uh. Lost my place, sorry. So yeah, the temperatures were fucking hot as hell, quite literally. There was really shit visibility inside, because there's not a lot of ventilation, so all those ovens and everything cooking, there's lots of smoke, there's steam, I mean, it's steam-powered. Yeah. It's just, they could hardly see, it was extremely hot, and a lot of the workers that worked there, there was like off how not off-campus, but small housing for them, and while they were allowed to live there, to live and work, like room and board... Um, they would get called in at whatever fucking hour. They didn't really have an off time. That place, the furnaces, they ran 24-7, 365. They did not get holidays. They did not get days off. It was nonstop grueling work. Damn. Yeah. Absolute hell. Um, just needing to feed all those hungry fires. Now, we get into the good stuff. Ooh, I'm ready. Yes, by good stuff, I mean bad stuff. Yeah, the bad (laughs) stuff. So, for... This is kind of all jumbled, so I'm sorry if it's kind of a mess. It's okay, man. I was really tired when I wrote them all, and yes, I'm dyslexic. (laughs) So. um, We're doing good so far. (laughs) Thanks. So there's a lot of accidents, and one of the articles I saw literally had a death count. And it was so many people, like there wasn't a total number. It was the people they could name... Tons of unnamed people. It was like this long bullet list. Hmm. Just, and it went on for like a page. Damn. It was a fuck ton of people. Accidents were not unheard of by any Yeah, means. poor visibility, super fucking hot, people mm-hmm. being overworked. And they didn't really have safety measures. No. Like, there this wasn't is the a beginning lot of... of the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> yes, people had to learn the hard way that there should be a fence put there or there you should be... ventilate things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Breathing coal is not a good idea. Within the first 10 years of it being founded, two men got incinerated in one of the big furnaces. Only two? I'm, like, kind of surprised. I'm only covering a couple of these. I'm not covering every single death, because that would take way too long. But these are the more commonly known ones. I can find more information on these. Um, So they got incinerated in the furnace because there was a big piece of coke stuck at the top of it or I something. keep thinking of coke <laughs> i'm thinking of like a big ass like white powdery thing 
I mean, spur gray, maybe. Okay, gray, that helps a little bit. <laughs> so I played Minecraft for a while, but like hardcore Minecraft, and I had to cook coal to get coke to be able to process it to be able to make metals that i needed to do damn so you've done this like virtually <laughs> virtually with square boxes and pixels yeah and yes. you didn't get burned in some massive furnace no there was no life or death scenario there without having to respawn for 30 seconds the new age <laughs> exactly so the two workers were trying to knock down the coke out of the way but the toxic fumes from being underneath them affected them and they both fell into the furnace and were just incinerated. So they basically just like passed out. Yeah. Passed nice. out and killed themselves by cooking alive. Damn. Yeah. It's fucked. Um another incident, I don't really know when this happened. I saw it in a couple different places, but I don't remember seeing the date. Um there was a machine that I didn't want to get too technical with you guys because I can go really She gets really real deaf. technical. I, I do. So I'm just gonna be generic, there was a machine, a big machine, that needed some repairs done to it. Like Big so. machine is broke. Exactly. <laughs> well, there was a valve inside of some sort that they needed to replace, and instead of getting a new one, they went to a junkyard and found one and kind of retrofitted it. Okay. Well, it was the wrong valve, uh, obviously, because no. they retrofitted this other one into it. It wasn't the right one. So, put it in. Welded it back together, sealed it up, and told him to go, like, get it all started back up again. These people were still down there, buy this uh. thing to make sure it runs. And within, like, minutes, the thing got, it, like, seized up, stopped working, and then just exploded. Fucking hell. Yeah. Damn. It split the machine. Um, Don't fuck around with your valves, that's what I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> So, molten iron splattered all over the Ooh. employees, and they were horribly, horribly burned. They looked like they had been boiled in oil, and they died later in the hospitals. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Burns are serious, dude. Yeah. Molten yeah. iron. Molten iron burns are <laughs> super serious. Yeah. Okay, so this one, I saw this one in a couple different spots, and there's this giant fucking steam engine. Mm. The wheel of the steam engine is probably the size of the house I live in. Fucking hell, what? It is fucking huge. Oh my god. Huge. And there didn't used to be a railing around it. So it's just this big wheel. This incident actually happened after the railing was put in. I'm assuming people had fallen down that little crevice between yeah, the floor probably. and it. So when that thing was running, it would run at like a max speed of, I think it was like 90 miles an hour, if not faster. So it started creating like a little bit of a wind tunnel vacuum situation when it was mm -hmm. run in full speed. Um, that's why eventually a fence got put in place. Yeah, because people were getting sucked in there. Yep. Ooh, and damn. That's exactly what happened with this one. This is after the fence was put in place. I think it was like the 1950s. Oh, no. Um, the fence is maybe two feet away from it but by no means outside of the vacuum. Oh, good. So they put a fence in, but they're like, meh. It feeds it should good work. enough. Yeah. <laughs> and there's people, there's employees on a uh, lunch break. Oh, no. And there were a couple of guys, these were the witnesses. I saw oh, this no. dude leaning against the fence, eating a sandwich. I oh, looked no. away to do something, looked back, and he was gone. <gasps> he just... And then I kind of just, like, looked for a second, and then started seeing his body oh, flying around God. on the wheel. Like, That's... Fucked. Oh my god, the mental health. Yeah. So, oh, the PTSD, damn. Yep, he was dragged and crushed within it and just keep going it. And Man. I mean, that machine is going so fast and it's so big and heavy. Even if you turn the switch off, by the time it yeah. slows down and stops, there's nothing you can do. Oh, the Industrial Revolution was metal as fuck, dude. <laughs> damn, you're just working and you see some dude chilling, eating a sandwich, and then he gets sucked into a massive wheel yeah. that's fucked up yeah it was pretty intense Ooh, man the mental health <laughs> so there was this foreman mm. so a guy who ran the ships excellent he sounds like he's gonna be a dickhead absolute worst dickhead nice. and he ran the night shift oh great so he was like the biggest household asshole of them all mm. absolutely didn't give a fuck about anyone. Probably Always harping on right? Oh yeah. Gotta be. Yeah. Probably not diagnosed by any means, but right. yeah. He ran all those workers like slaves, but worse. Like, we think of slaves as a bad term, but it was honestly 
if you stopped what you were doing, he was going to, like, hit you and beat you until you started doing it again. I mean, I think that's how they ran slaves. That's true. (laughs) I just hear of some stories where it's like, yeah, they had slaves, but they didn't treat them poorly. Oh, yeah, I guess there's that. There are some... That was my foot. Okay. Some, okay. <laughs> some genu- genuinely good people, but no, you're you're right. Um, I'll leave that alone. Don't <laughs> at me. <laughs> so his name was James Wormwood. Wormwood. But wow. everyone called him Slag. Slag. What the fuck? How? Slag is part of the metal making process. I don't remember. It's probably some shitty details. part of it. Yeah. Okay. So he was constantly belittling belittling them, putting them in dangerous situations, and absolute lack of care about them as humans, with lives, anything to happen. Under his watch alone, 47 deaths happened. Damn. There were countless mishaps and accidents, leaving many injured and unable to work. Um, I mean, again, these people did not choose to work there. It's one of those last resorts. Yeah. Not someone you want to somewhere you want to be by any means. As long as you have the physical capability to be able to do this manual labor, you are going to be worked till you fucking die. Yeah, it wasn't great. No. So there was at one point. I'm not covering all 46 deaths. Yeah, 47 deaths. <laughs> um, but there was an explosion at one of the furnaces while Slag was in charge that left six men blind. Hmm. Um. Yeah, there was so many accidents. I just. Covered that one, and how he died. Ooh, I want to hear that. So there's a little bit of... There's two There's two theories here. One is that he They had these... They had two giant um, furnaces. Huge ones. And one of them was named Big Alice. Oh, boy. And it's... I, I saw it in one of the videos, and it is literally, like, four or five stories. Jeez. If not more. Man, I like, can't imagine that. It's huge. So some say... The methane gases made him all woozy, and he fell off the top of it and into That's the lame. furnace. That's lame. I want a better story. The <laughs> other theory is the whole crew got tired of shit and yeah. pushed him in. Yeah, see, that's better. <laughs> I think that's more believable, but there was no, like, real investigation put in. Yeah, because no one gives mention. a fuck about a douchebag. Yeah, no Sorry. one gives a fuck, let alone at the time. It's like, accidents happen in that furnace area all the time. They yeah. had so many deaths, it's just a working hazard. Plus, I doubt anyone would rat each other out. I mean, right. I guess True. the crew was like, oh, we finally got rid of him. Like, there was probably some lunchtime communication, you know, where they're yeah. like, hey, we're planning on a off and sloss. You want to slag? slag. <laughs> Too many SLs. Planning on off and slag. Do you want to part in it? And everyone's like, fuck yeah, I do. Exactly. I mean, if you're a foreman douchebag, psychopath, and you're responsible for at least 47 deaths. You're going to have a target on your back for sure. Oh, yeah. And, and this is a place full of accidents. It'd be super easy to, like, just kill him without even mm-hmm. anyone realizing that it was not an accident. Yep. <laughs> Damn. The only thing they found was his foot in his boot. In his boot still. Yep. Jeez. They found a boot, pulled it out, his foot was still in it. That was all that was left of him. I love how someone just walks up to the foot and they're like, let me... Let me see if there was a foot in this boot. And, like, they fished it out. I think the incident was reported. So, if it was, like, not to investigation type of thing? No, I don't think, like, an investigation. But I think it was, like, he's not the only person in charge. I mean, that place is huge. There is no way one man would be able to man that whole thing one night, like, at a time. True, true. There would have to be multiple people. So, the crew probably went to someone else, security or foreman or another higher up in that hierarchy structure oh so they found the boot and they were like yo someone's foot's just hanging out i know this is like a weekly occurrence but i figure (laughs) i should let you know anyways (laughs) exactly dang um i had another story oh the last one was another engine issue um this guy's name was theophilus jowers oh no he's gonna die Yep. <laughs> he was a foreman stationed to run Steam Engine 1, and there came a point where the bell at the top needed repair. Uh-oh. He tried to fix the bell through some unfortunate defense, I'm assuming the methane gas. Both he and the bell fell into the molten iron. Is this so, a big bell? Oh, I guess I had the stories wrong. What? They found Jower's foot. What happened to Slag's foot? <laughs> I think Slag just was fully... Okay, in... Slag's just gone. Slag's <laughs> gone. There's nothing left of him. See, that's what happened, though. If you If you have a bunch of feet... Just laying about 
you know, the freaking, I don't know what you call it, the furnace place. There's feet just laying around. How are you going to ID all the feet? I mean, there's feet like every week. I think with the bell repair, it's like people know he was going up there to fix it. And either A, someone saw him fall in, or B, they're like, well, the bell's gone and so is he. But there's a shoe. But there is a shoe. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, that's so fucked. Yep. It's a different time. Very much so. So I didn't want to cover the over 100 and something deaths that Mm. were occurred there. So those are all the fun-ish kind of stories I'm going to cover for now. (laughs) There is one I'm going to bring back later. Um... Because I don't see it in this section of my notes, which means I did not organize them very well, and I apologize. It's dyslexia, you know? It is. Dyslexia, exhaustion, not being able to think straight because I've got so much shit going on in my head. <laughs> ADD! I'm A-D-D. unmedicated like you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's real. Yeah. You're doing great. You're doing great. This is making sense. Continue. So, now to the hauntings. Yes. Ooh. The juicy part. Yes, there's been various, various hauntings reported for a long period of time. Oh, yeah. I kind of did them a little bit gradually. Um, I did a lot of newer ones, but it was kind of come more towards the end. At the very least, Jowers is still looking for his foot. <laughs> no one mentions Jowers. Oh. But someone's met a guy named Paul multiple times. I'll get into Paul later. About Paul. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, historically, while the furnaces were still actually running, after Slag died... A few creepy things would happen to them, the workers there. People would hear a phantom voice telling them to get back to work, like, aggressively. Ugh. Get back to work! Or sling some iron, as if Slag was still there, spitting orders at people and telling them to do shit. Be- oh my god, From Slag. beyond the dead. <laughs> Take a break. <laughs> yep. Um, one night, a watchman, he was shoved from behind and told in a very deep, angry voice to keep working, but there was no one there. Ew. So he, like, got a physical altercation yeah. and was yelled at, but there's no one around. That'd be real creepy if that actually happened. Like, if that mm-hmm. happened to me, I'd be like, what? what a shitty way to be a ghost. Like, we were talking about haunting things in our little pilot. Yeah. You're not stopping work. You're still working. Yeah, in the like, that's how you know he's a psycho, because he's <laughs> like, I like pushing people to the limits and making them die and shit in a really it's a dangerous power control situation. Thing. That's yeah, that. that was his. That was his peak. He got to control everything and the power over everyone. Exactly. So, so he's sticking around. Mm-hmm. Jeez, what a psycho! So feed them fires. God. <laughs> um. There was one time a little more recently that three managers were actually found unconscious, locked in a small boiler room. Just out of nowhere. The only thing that any of them remember is seeing a horribly burned man angrily telling them to sling some iron. Freaking slag again! Yup. Wow, he must have really been horrible. Asshole in life and death. Yeah, damn. (laughs) Doesn't stop. Now, the night before the plant closed down... So um, they did close it. They did. Okay, good. Samuel Blumenthal, the third shift guard was reminiscing while walking around the buildings. Oh, what is he reminiscing about? Well, I mean, he's just a guard. So he's probably like, well, I've been here for so long. They're going to close it down. I'm really going to miss this place. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Jesus. But he also, being a guard, I doubt he was ever really in the shit to be like, I hate this place. It's It's still got to be pretty traumatic to be watching the shit, too, though. Like, yeah, I I don't know. People back then were psycho. (laughs) So while he was walking, yeah, he encountered what he said was an evil, half-human, half-demon creature that tried to push him back up the stairs that he was on and coming down. And when Samuel refused to go up the stairs, the being thing started to hit him, beating on him with his burned fists. Ooh. When Sam went to the doctor, he was evaluated and was found to be covered with nasty burns that he didn't give himself. Like his fists burned him yes like slag was still on fire burning him to shit shit dude that oh what's sad is samuel blumenthal did not live to see the building reopened so i don't did know he die of the burns that wasn't really clear in my Man, research he must have had a lot of burns i'm thinking he was probably on the older side with a lot of burns mm. wasn't recovering well but they yeah. really didn't give details so that's my theorizing and assumptions i don't know he could have lived a long, happy life and just not. Just <laughs> he not wasn't physically it. there at the opening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Sloss Furnaces was gonna be shut down due to the horrible pollution becoming a big problem because it's. Oh yeah, the pollution's horrible. The way they were burning all the shit, the amount of 
just black tar smoke shit coming up from all those furnaces. It's a lot of pollution. What about, like, the human life? I didn't give a fuck about that. Yeah. Okay. At least at the time, they tried to care about the environment, unlike nowadays. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know which one I prefer. Right. Um, the townspeople didn't want the furnaces completely shut down. Because, I mean, it's what got them to where they're at. It went from being a small town to a boom town to being one of the biggest turning stones in the Industrial Revolution. True. Being a huge part of the war efforts. So they didn't want to shut it down. So the townspeople, they gathered up around $3 million to save the building and turn it into a museum. Okay, so it's so a museum. The building is still around today. Can you, like, see the furnaces and shit? Yep. Holy fuck. They fixed up all the dangerous parts of it because it was starting to deteriorate within itself. So they erected it and fixed it back up. Um, you can experience the whole building through tours and haunted they do regular tours and haunted tours. And they also have a nationally recognized metal arts program, if you're interested. I'm not. <laughs> Except I do want to learn what Coke looks like. Because I'm, I'm sure going to keep picturing Coke. <laughs> so that's where the history kind of ends. Okay. With all the that's little That's a good bits. history. You feel educated? Yeah, I feel educated, interested. <laughs> I'm ready for, like, the hauntings. They sound like they're going to be metal. Great, I've got a few of those. Go. So, I watched both the Ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunter episodes. Okay, I'm, I am familiar with Ghost Hunters. Oh man, my the dyslexia is like transferring to me. <laughs> I'm bleeding into you. <laughs> uh, I've seen Ghost Hunters back in the day when I was young. They're alright. Ghost Adventures, I have no idea. Ghost Adventures, I had no idea what it was until, again, shout out, I listened to And That's Why We Drink. They've got this banter going on, and and does some of her research through them as well. Okay, so they're reputable. Oh yeah, they're not you know like scientific journal ready, but <laughs> no, by no means. They're <laughs> three dudes with money being able to go wherever the fuck they want to haunted shit and do tours with nice ghost sensing materials like EVPs and yeah other methods of which such is sorts. like our ultimate form. Yes, I would love to be able to go somewhere with an EVP and be able to, like, get... I want a spirit box, because they actually respond in time. It's like an huh. EVP is just a recording, so you don't hear what's happening until you go right. back and listen to it. And you're like, shit, I could have responded! True, that is true. I remember that from Ghost Hunters. So, I want spirit box, so it can be, like, actual in-time communication. Does it just, like, amplify... It reads uh, different radio waves that we can't hear, mm. and so when spirits are talking... Similar to the EVP, it's the same thing. They're picking up the different frequencies, but instead of it just being on a record, like as if you had a tape, it's like a live radio. It's So it does like kind of amplify the frequencies we can't hear. Yes. Wow, that'd be cool. Yep. So I'm going to start with Ghost Adventures, okay. and I'll move on to Ghost Hunters. Yes. Cool. So, Zach Baggins. Well, it's actually Baggins, but I listen Baggins to, is better. <laughs> yeah, so I listen to way too much, and that's why we drink. And Christine and Anne call them Baggins or Bagel Bites. Bagel so. Bites? Let's go with that. Tell me about Bagel Bites. <laughs> so, Bagel Bites. Um, oh, Bagel Bites, duh. Bagel Bites, but his name is Baggins. Yeah. The bagels. Oh, whatever. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zach interviewed a... Uh, guard that used to work there and he had always been a heavy skeptic so working at a haunted house he's like ah, oh, whatever yeah well, not haunted house haunted place but... shout out shout out to them skeptics <laughs> so he had always been a skeptic until this one specific event he was working the night shift and he was walking down this specific area next to the railroad tracks and he saw a black entity about 30 feet away from him at the end of the tracks kind of by a mm. tunnel-ish thing Within a second, the thing was literally in front of his face. And Ew! It reached out and put its ghostlyish hands through his body and Ew. squeezed the man's lungs until he like went pale and couldn't breathe and almost passed out. Okay, but like, how big was his hand though? I don't know. He didn't say you that. You can't squeeze He's both lungs with one hand. I like how that's what you're saying. <laughs> he reached his hand through his chest and squeezed his lungs, and you're arguing the size of his hand. What? <laughs> be pretty big unless his hands like spread i don't know go ahead he probably had two hands he probably has some ghosty fingers that, I don't yes know, probably that too 
Um, but in his head, like telepathically, he heard the thing tell him to leave, and so he did, I assume. Yeah. But duh. He assumes the thing he encountered was slag, but I don't think slag's the only aggressive ghost. That doesn't there. sound like a slag move either. No, that was why kind of he my just thought beat him too. with his burning fists. And Slag doesn't tell anyone to leave. He tells them to get back to work. Exactly. They got like a pattern, right? Is that pretty common that they have patterns? Yes, in general, yeah. It's very rare for something from not life anymore. Oh my god, it was probably the dude, the guard that was the bell guy who lost his foot? Because he's a guard, right? He's like guarding the place. He's like, yo, get out of here. That one was another foreman. Oh, damn. Okay. The guard was the one who got pushed up the stairs and we don't know what happened to him after Oh, he was, he was like a regular dude who got haunted. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so yeah, they he thinks it was slag, but I agree with you. It doesn't sound like something slag would do. Yeah, I think the guy was just creeped out. Yeah. It's like plus most people who have reported seeing slag, he is not a black entity. He is still burning. Yeah, that's like his thing. Mm-hmm. That's his aesthetic. And he doesn't tell anyone to leave. Yeah. Okay. It's like come come in. Work for me. <laughs> work for me. Work for me! Yeah, yeah, yeah. More <laughs> like that. <laughs> so they do a few different things throughout the night of recording their episode. And you can actually hear a uh, childlike voice and giggle almost Ew, in the background. Children? There's, yes. Oh boy. That is one thing I could not find was the children at the site. Yeah. There is one other story that I'll come back to. I kind of started to mention it earlier. There is one that helps explain one voice. Okay. I could not find anything on the multiple children's voices and children's ghosts people see. Mm. I could not find ghosts that are children that died on the site. Yeah. I mean, it is the Industrial Revolution. They could have had child laborers. They could have. Mm. It's definitely a possibility. It wasn't ever mentioned. Yeah. So I don't know. Huh. Um, plus, if you think about the machinery, kids don't usually have the strength to be able to do anything. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. Like, what would they even do there? Exactly. Mm. So maybe the kids were playing around where they shouldn't have been and had accidents. Yeah, they're like, let's go fucking play in the furnaces where it's we can't see shit and we're choking on the air. <laughs> I mean, kids were not supervised like they are today. That's true. Like, you could send your four-year-old to go down to the grocery store and get eggs. <laughs> like... Or the market, or somewhere. Like, they would cross town. They would go be back by sunset for dinner or supper. And, like, yeah. People didn't give a fuck where their kids were. Yeah, true. Unless they weren't at home at night. (laughs) That was about it. Those were the the good old days. Yeah. So, they go through the night, and their, their interactions weren't very exciting, in my opinion. The ghost adventures, there was three of them. And,. So they kind of started going throughout the whole place together, because they got the night to have the whole furnaces to themselves, Hmm. with no other people there. So they brought all their recording equipment and kind of just went around with their stuff, and they weren't really getting much outside of occasional chain rattlings and that one child's voice. Hmm. So Which is already kind of skeptical. Like, yeah, uh, nah. So they decided to split up, since most reputable interactions all happened with people being on their own mm-hmm. so like maybe we'll let's just split up i'll take a camera i'll have walkie-talkies um one dude was sitting in a computer room or in a room with the computer set up to keep an eye on the other two yeah classic um, yeah so um one of them i don't remember their name you can actually see this misty thing pop into it pop into the frame for literally one frame hmm. quick second it's there and then it's gone you can they slow it down and you can see it visibly like almost i wouldn't say it's a full shape of a person it's more like a sliver but it is definitely there definitely develops is there for half a second and goes away hmm so something something it's something something maybe something that didn't have anything around to cause it hmm it didn't look like a person but it could have been a remnant of a person like people see orbs all the time um so that was their apparition that they encountered. Um, so what I'm hearing is pretty much nothing from the ghost adventures. Yeah. All I right. really wasn't a huge fan of it. Yeah. I thought it was more hype than evidence. Yeah. Sounds like it to me. I really like the ghost hunters. Ooh, let's get into that one. So they had all sorts of shit. All right. I would definitely suggest watching this one. Um, they got footsteps running away. 
They got voices in the catwalks, like, in areas. They just, they got voices that, they weren't like, you could hear the words individually being spoken. But it was voices that were there, and they all heard it, and no one was causing it. Because mm. they had the same thing. They had the sloss furnaces for two nights. Okay. I think it was two or three, but I think for sure it was two. Fuck even one night, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the, they split up into a couple groups, because they had more than three people. They had, like, they had two people sitting at a desk that they set up. Uh, two computers on, so they were the eyes. On yeah, the they groups. got. They usually got the little setup with like the tech dudes working all the cameras and shit, and then yep. the I don't know. So yeah, those two... badasses going out and like actually trying to find the shit. Mm-hmm. And they had two groups of three of their badasses going out. Okay. And this was my first episode of Ghost Hunters, and I guess they had like a special guest, quote unquote. So mm. someone who's not part of their usual crew. Come join them for a haunting. Which is a little more reputable. Mm-hmm. You know, non-biased opinion type stuff. Yeah. So it was pretty fun to watch that. Um, one of the groups talked to... Um, oh, they were talking about how it would have been, like, really sad to work here. Like, these are really bad conditions. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it would have been like. Yeah. And they actually got responses here and there. They got... I think they got an EVP. I don't quite remember, but... There was definitely things around them being like, they get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys get it. There was something up there. Um, there's this thing called a K2. I don't know if you've heard what it is. No. It almost looks like a five light metronome. Okay. So it's got a little animal. Oh, is it dial. the little thing that's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they got one of those. They use the flashlights. Right? Yeah. The, the like light twist ones. Um, so they used those, and they got responses from both of those pretty strongly. And okay. this is the crew that meets Paul. Paul, yes! I forgot about Paul. And they interact with Paul t- both nights. Dope! Mm-hmm. So, they'll ask him a few questions, and, like, is your name Scott? Is your name Jim? Like, the dial wouldn't move anywhere, and they would be thinking the name Paul, and they go, is your name Paul? And it would, like, shoot up, the lights would come on, like, So okay. is this, like, a random name thing, or is this, like, ooh, my senses are telling me that your name is Paul? It's both. Because, like, uh. he had been thinking, like, and hearing the name Paul, but didn't want to just come out and say it. So he was going with the, is your name Scott? Is your name Jim? Hmm. Like, he was kind of throwing names out there and then giving the name just to verify, like, a double-checking yourself. Sort of, yeah, I guess. So, Paul seemed to be pretty polite both nights that they met him. Like, (laughs) polite I would like to be friends with Paul. (laughs) I like Ghost Paul. He's like Casper. Yes, Casper. One of the groups, one of the nights, had actually two groups, but each on different nights smelled mothballs. Oh, you mentioned this to me. Mm -hmm. And you and I don't even know what that smells like. Nope. We don't have mothballs. (laughs) We don't need them out here. Yeah, what the fuck is a mothball? <laughs> like, I've heard of them, but I've never seen them nor smelt them. But apparently it's a very unique scent. I've had someone say, oh, that smells like mothballs. I'm like, no, it smells like the thing it is. What are mothballs? Oh, what the fuck is a mothball? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the group asked Paul. Sorry, my wine Excuse made me burp. you. <laughs> it's the wine. It's the wine. <laughs> um, they asked Paul if there were mothballs being used or made here. And it turns out they did actually make mothballs Why as a byproduct. Why the fuck were they making that? Ma- oh. Well, now I gotta know what mothballs are made of. <laughs> um, one of the groups that were together, one of the guys, he had his shoulder brushed forward, almost like someone was walking past them, mm. but not, like, knocking them over, just enough to, like, bump their shoulder. Yeah. And heard, hey, look, like, right in their ear. Ew. Ew. Ooh. And I don't know was, why that's creeping me out so much, but ooh. He was with another one other person, so he looks and goes, look at what? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Didn't you just tell me to say, hey, look? No. Like, uh. they had a big communication, because he thought it was the guy he was with. Yeah. That brushed up against him and said, hey, look. He's like, look at what? He's like, what? What are you talking about? Like, is somebody <laughs> before them just, what's going on? See, that's the type of ghosty shit that's, like, pretty funny. Like, okay, if I couldn't be a fighter jet as a ghost, which is in the pilot, by the way. If I was a ghost, a regular ghost, that's the type of little shit I would do. Like, like if there's two people walking, I would, like, touch one of their butts. Butts are groped. So that the other one's like, yo, what the fuck? 
what are you touching my butt for? And he's like, I didn't touch your butt. It's like, of course you would say you didn't touch their butt. <laughs> so like, <laughs> that is hilarious. I love it. Um, so that same group that was interacting with Paul, they asked Paul if there was something else or someone else with them because I could feel another presence, but couldn't see anything. Mm. Um, they also had this light grid set up. You couldn't see it well on the camera, just mm. but the way the grid was set up is if anything happened in front of it, you could you could see it visually. Oh, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. Like if someone something passes in front of the light, I'm picturing like a bunch of flashlights pointed at each other. Similar, but it's like one little box that produces the light. So that's why I'm like, I'm not quite sure how it works. I didn't get to see it up up close or anything. But if they pass in front of it, it makes a shadow type of thing. Okay. So they kind of saw that out of the corner of their eye, even though they knew Paul was near them. And this was like 30 feet down the hallway. Ew. So they asked Paul if there was something else with them. And he said, yes. Ew, it's slag. They asked if they should be afraid of it. He said, yes. (gasps) They asked if it was slag. Ew! He said no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is it then? I don't know. And that's why like, I think guy. there's multiple things there. Oh, yeah. Slag's just the most aggressive and demanding. Yeah. But I don't think he is the only evil right. negative there's thing. There's gotta be amount, like a lot. Yeah, the amount of people that died there. A lot of them probably had some real traumatic deaths and a lot of For shit real. happened to them. Paul seems like a nice dude. Maybe he had a smaller accident that was quicker. Yeah. They... Like, he obviously died there, but... Yeah, so why is Paul still chilling? Like, if Paul's, like, a nice guy, and he's a happy guy, and he's chilling, why is he chilling at Sloss Furnaces? Why isn't he passing on? Lots of things keeps ghosts around. Like, usually people die unexpectedly. There's something or someone that they needed to interact with before they died to be able to let go, and if they don't get to do that, they just kind of hang around. In the place they died? Yeah. Like, Paul couldn't go home and be like, Nope. Yo, that fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that also can be related to trauma, but usually it's, like, scenarios where people died instantaneously. Yeah, and I've heard that where it's, like, you still have something to do on Earth or something. Mm-hmm. It's mm. a thing. It really is a thing. Um, so over the whole investigation, they caught a few different voices. They clipped the shadow of a small figure as well. Ew. Um, they also heard the sound of a little girl. And this is where I'm tying it back to what I've mentioned twice now. Okay. Um, there is no real true evidence of a little girl dying at the Sloss Furnaces, but, but there was a report of a young woman who died at the furnaces. Okay. Now, there's a lot of theories about the story of this woman. I couldn't find anything solid. So, um, the main theory is she was pregnant out of wedlock. Well, there's the little girl. Could be. Or if you think about the time... Girls were married off at a very young age. She could have still been... If you think of, like, abusers at the time, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if she lives near Sloth's Furnaces, and there's that many, quote-unquote, shady individuals, there's a good chance she could have been raped and impregnated. It doesn't have to be a love story to be pregnant out of wedlock. Right. So she could have been, like, 12. She could have been 14. True. As long as you've had your period... You can get pregnant. That would be a traumatic instance as a little girl. Yeah. And so like, if a ghost dies at three years old, but their traumatic thing was at 12, they come back as a 12-year-old ghost. If you died at 12, you wouldn't have an age to be older at. But if you died at 30? If you died at 30, it really depends on the situation of your death. Because some people, they after they die, if it wasn't in some sort of traumatic accident, it was like some peaceful death, they usually come back as a form of their best self. I heard one instance and one of the many haunted things I have heard. <laughs> this one instance where their family member had an amputated leg, like from the knee down. And after he passed and they eventually saw his ghost, he had both legs. Fuck yeah, I'd have both legs. My leg was amputated. Yeah, so it's like, I think it's a time of your best self. Kind of like your what your peak would have been. What year, what you looked like. Having all your limbs, like... And hers would have been before being raped, huh? Probably. Damn, that's dark. Yeah. So that's my main theory, is she was probably between 11 and 14 and probably raped. Ugh. Like, that's my main theory. So um, what does this little ghost girl do? What's her They just stick? hear her voice. Okay. She, sometimes she's giggling, sometimes they just hear the fact there's a voice there, but not be able to distinguish the words. Mm. Um, yeah, so my main theory is it could have been rape, be it by a stranger or incestual. I don't think a young woman 
still think she was under 14. That's my main theory, is considering the times, situations, how things happened, the area she lived in, I do not think it was unlikely for that to happen. And she went and committed suicide in the furnaces. Oh, so this is the young woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, and that's kind of how I have come to my theory about it, is because a lot of young women who, if they got pregnant out of wedlock, but it was with someone that they wanted to be married to, they would either try to hide it until they got married and like, oh, it's a premature baby. Came at six months, not nine months. Right. (laughs) And it's like a full-ass grown baby, like not a preemie at all. (laughs) Yeah. Or some like political scandal where they couldn't make it happen, something like that. But I think the fact she committed suicide makes me think something bad had happened to her and she didn't want to A, bring a child into this world, B, the mother of that child in the position of everything that's happening probably was not planned or wanted in the first place mm. and abortions were definitely shady you would there's a strong chance of you dying at that time if you tried to get an abortion right plus the cost a lot of money which makes me think she didn't so and people either. did a lot of self mm-hmm. yeah self-abortion type stuff which is super dangerous yep so i think she just had a shit run of life lots of stuff happened to her to the point where living was not an option anymore. It would yeah. be better for her to die than for her to continue where she was at, especially being pregnant out of wedlock. But there was Damn. not a lot of detail on the story. Yeah. Just, she just walk into a furnace or what? I also was not really... Again, it was really hard for me to find this story. It had been mentioned lightly somewhere, and I tried to dig, and I found almost a little bit more of a story that didn't quite match up. Mm. So... It did happen. A young woman who was pregnant did die there. That's about all I've got. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Oh, right. technical <laughs> difficulties. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm printing my notes off next time. <laughs> Oops. Um, there is also theories that she could have been murdered there. Right. But who knows? Like maybe some rich dude with political sway accidentally knocked up some chick who he wasn't married to and was like, Bye. <laughs> God. Yeah. So no one really knows how that happened. Is there even a name? Nope. Damn. So back to modern day hauntings. Mm-hmm. So these are reviews left on a haunted website or the site itself, but about people taking tours or working at sloss furnaces. Mm-hmm. This is going to be my like kind of wrap up. There's a lot of them, but this is the last section of my segment. Gotcha. Um, one employee named Corey reported a whole section of lights going out after someone taunted slag, like some either an employee or a tourist. That is totally what I would do if I was there. Right. Which is stupid, but I would totally do that. They uh, felt being grabbed and pushed and voices from areas that were blocked off to not let people enter, employees yeah. or visitors. It's got to be a somewhat dangerous museum. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple on the tour walked by... Um, the area I mentioned before. God, it's been three weeks since I've done my notes before, <laughs> so I don't even remember which part. Oh, the, uh, I guess I can finish reading the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so this couple walked in a tour by the area I mentioned earlier where there was a big explosion that left six people blind. Oh, yes, that area. <laughs> <laughs> um, the man of the couple was very skeptical of the paranormal and said that when he stood there, he felt dizzy and complained about his vision and not being able to see. So wow. for being a skeptic, he experienced paranormal symptoms. He had a TIA, <laughs> a trans, tra- transchemic, fucking, I don't know. TI? A TI. It's like, it's like a stroke, but it's not a full on stroke. Mm. Yeah. Transischemic something or other. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Not as permanent as a stroke. <laughs> That's what really happened. <laughs> apparently it only happened in that one spot while he was standing there. Did he go to the doctor after? Because he should have. No. He said he only felt a light headache after. Hmm. Maybe he did have it in that one spot. Yeah. But people like to attach it to the spookiness of that's where six people went blind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone was on a tour and saw an actor in the corner. And as they approached the area, they had seen someone standing in. No one was there. They saw an actor? It's a museum. And this was a haunted tour. So they're like oh! a haunted house. They have actors. Oh, so they placed saw someone that they thought was acting. Yep. And, and they get closer. really a haunted guy. Yeah. They got Damn. closer and there was no one in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> um, another company 
sorry, couple went on a tour in February and they reported smelling cigarette smoke and sweat, an area that no person was. Um, like this February? A February. A February, know. okay. They also caught four apparitions on their camera, but Shit. didn't post any pictures, so I was really annoyed. <laughs> oh, well then, screw that. <laughs> it's like, you said you got pictures, but no pictures, no proof. Yeah, what, what is that saying? Pictures, pictures didn't, didn't happen. happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, a group of friends went down there, because they ghost hunt often, and they caught some EVPs, and they also met Paul. Yes, Paul! So Paul comes up again, this other group of people met Paul and used a K2 to talk to him. He really likes that K2 meter, the little lights and all that. All right. That seems to be the most used and most well-responded one with Paul. He likes those. Nice. Um, this seems like a really chill ghost. I yeah. want to meet Paul. Yeah, Paul, let's hang. <laughs> um, so this one brings in the kids again. There was a group of friends doing a photography project, and one of them saw something like behind the other kids and told them to turn around. Uh, no. And they saw a few kids playing on the bars of one of the furnaces, and then one kid fell and just disappeared into the ground. Like, I don't like that. Away. I'm getting goosebumps again. I don't like that shit. Ooh. <laughs> Continue on. Next. Um, another gaggle of buddies experienced a series <laughs> of events. They heard a blood-curdling scream. Nice. Then they heard it again and saw a big flash at the top of Big Alice. Another oh, one yes, Spike fell into. Yes. Um, they heard another scream after that flash, and then it was followed by a shadow of a man that was enveloped in fire. Oh my god, it's Slag. Yes, they totally saw Slag. Slag is so dramatic. He is! He's kind of a diva. Oh my god. <laughs> Let me tell you. Get back to work. Go sling some iron. Go sling some iron, like, right now. <laughs> or I'm going to beat you with my burning fists. I'm going to beat scarred. you, like, with my burning fists. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Slag hates us. If we ever go there, he's going to fucking beat us. <laughs> yeah, this is the only one that ever had that actually mentioned the claim of an after effect-ish. One of the people in that group is still haunted by that interaction, claiming to have dreams at night. Of seeing Slag and then being Slag and being Slag when he falls into Big Alice and oh, feeling no. the fire like burning him alive. Oh, and that's then he horrible. wakes up in cold sweats. Ooh. Yeah. So I thought that one was pretty fascinating, but it's yeah. the only one that mentions like an after effect haunting. Yeah. Of what's going on? Hmm. Yeah, I'm still like, I mean, that guy could just have, be a vivid dreamer. Who knows? So this one is very <laughs> small, but someone claims that they heard. You want in? I'm tired of slag. Shit. <laughs> Damn. So that really leads into the fact slag was definitely murdered. Oh, yeah. That's like evidence. Yeah, that one was one of my favorites. They were tired of his sadistic personality, just the shit face that he was. Yeah. They teamed up together and pursed him into the furnace. Fuck yeah. And I'd be on that team. That was my, uh, probably my favorite <laughs> one that I found is psst. You want in? Retire slag. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Um, so someone saw the apparition of a coal miner and asked if he worked worked there. And the figure walks past them and just fades away into the wall. Like they thought he was an actual person. He was that oh. much of an apparition that he looked either like an actor like he's or thick. He, yeah, he T -H -I -C -C, was thick. Thick as fuck. Was there? He was solid. Damn. So they walked up and was like, hey, do you work here? And he didn't even look at them. He just kind of stands up and just walks yeah. directly through a wall. How many ghosts are, like, running on, like, a replay? A and lot. how many are, like, just consciously able to do shit? It depends on their strength of the energy, the type of death that they had. I think it also plays a part of how strong they are as, were as a person in life. Because mm. if a ghost is able to interact with you, like, answer questions, and you ask them to turn a light on or knock in this specific pattern like if you give them instructions and they can follow it that is considered like not like a smart ghost but a very capable ghost like they actually have the ability they have control like they're aware that they're dead yes and they're talking to someone from the future yes 2020 but, yes mm. but people do get stuck in loops that is another phenomenon all right i'm trying to be that ghost that's like you can give me instructions and i do stuff 
Because mm-hmm. I'm not stupid, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to live Groundhog Day every day. <laughs> yeah, fuck. That would just like suck in the same loop. Ew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to wrap it all up, many have reported seeing silhouettes of someone in a window or a shadow Ew. in the tunnels or whistles blowing on their own, machinery running without someone being there to run it and man it, white misty figures, footsteps, and banging. Um, some mediums have said that there are many spirits attached to the factory, and with so much trauma there, I'm not surprised. Yeah. But that place is just like, it's got a whole second world going on in the afterlife. Damn. Like, you've got the living people Would you visit the there? Day. I'm curious about you it. You would. I uh, wouldn't. Screw that. There's too many, like, big machines turning on by themselves. No. So, that is the Sloss Furnaces. Oh. It was kind of jambled. I apologize, but... We're growing into it. Growing into it. I also <laughs> did my notes, like, three weeks to a month ago. Yeah. So... Next episode, I gotta choose something from Alabama. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, though. Alabama's pretty haunted. Yeah, it's old. And Alabama's quite old. A few, quite a few in Birmingham. Like, holy shit. There's a few hotels. Like, I'm gonna choose a spicy one. It's gonna be spicy. There's a restaurant, I think. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, that's, cool. uh, that's the Sloss Furnaces. Eventually, I will have media tags to throw into the end of us. Hashtag now, Sloss Furnaces. <laughs> Now, if you want to send us an email, your uh, hots with a Z, the letter N, and creeps with a Z at gmail.com. Heck yeah. So, haunts and creeps. Haunt sizzle and creep sizzle. <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> cool. Well, if you leave us a bad review, we'll just send a ghost your way to haunt you. So. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> no, leave us funny ones. I like to be entertained. Yeah, me too. Until next time, creeps, we will talk to you later. Bye.